Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. Welcome back to Dare to Self Care. So let's dive right in. If you are watching on Spotify or YouTube, I just want to let you know I don't do the intros on camera, but the interviews are on camera. So stay tuned. You can keep watching and the video will come up. Just wanted to give you that little housekeeping update, but let's dive right in with what's in alignment and out of alignment for this week. And you guys reflect on your weeks as well. So my in alignment is definitely that I finally had my one year check-in for Parsley Health. So I started with a functional medicine doctor one year ago, right when I got off birth control one year ago. And I am thrilled to announce that we did my blood work and all of my hormones are balanced, which is so crazy. So we're one year in and I've done so much to get my body back in alignment and adjusted and get my hormones rebalanced after coming off the pill. And it's so rewarding to know that I've actually done it and that all of these like holistic natural remedies work. So <laughs> I'm thrilled to do an episode on everything I did after getting off birth control to get to this point. So just DM me if you're interested in that. This is when I wish podcasting would just have like a comment section, but it's fine. Everything's fine, but I'm really thrilled about it. It makes me feel really good. The unfortunate part and fortunate part is that I'm fertile, but not trying to be right now. So <laughs> it's great, great news. And I'm very lucky, but I have to really get things into check. I'm going to try Fexi. My Parsley Health coach was actually able to, or doctor was able to prescribe me it. So I'll keep you updated on that, but let's get into what's out of alignment. You guys, I am not a socially anxious person at all. I have been struggling with severe social anxiety from like one specific encounter I don't know if it's like I don't branch out enough or I don't know what it is, but I am so used to the people who already know me that I don't have to think about. I don't know. I'm meeting new people all the time. What am I saying? But I have just been replaying one specific social encounter in my head for days since it occurred. And it is so unlike me. And I'm like wanting to take back everything I said that they probably don't even remember or think about that specific thing. And like, I'm replaying every answer to their question. And like, it's just, I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it's stemming from, but I'm having social anxiety and I'm not used to this. So if this is something you do where like you overanalyze everything you said in a conversation that they're definitely not thinking about, like if this was my friend, I would give them the advice that like, this is only you thinking about it. They are not thinking about it. But it's really hard to take your own advice. So I don't know. It's just like a weird new anxious experience I'm having. And I know that it'll pass. And like in a week, I'll be fixated on something else. So I'm just like waiting for that time to come. Waiting for my therapy session this week. But yes, um, another thing I did want to mention. Well, let's breathe in what was in alignment and breathe out what was out of alignment real quick. Okay. I did want to mention really quick, I am 
if you follow on TikTok, you already know this. I overcommitted. I blacked out. You know, when you're drunk and you overcommit to plans and you're like, yeah, let's go out tomorrow. And then you wake up and you're like, why did I say I was going to do that? I used to do that all the time. That is how I feel. Because after my cardio class, I was high from cardio at Rumble Training, and I committed to a 6 a.m. Wednesday morning workout class because there's a new trainer with a new time slot, and I wanted to be supportive. And then I realized after, wait, I'm going to have to leave my apartment to work out in the 5 a.m. hour. What am I saying? But Carla's coming with me, and if we all could make it a thing together, if you're in New York City, please come. I will hook you up. DM me. And Wednesday morning, we can all go to the 6 a.m. together, hold each other accountable because I know after I will be thrilled to have, what, three and a half hours before work to do my own thing and like grab coffee and do other work. Like I will be thrilled about it, but that's really hard and not something I'm ever going to do again. So please come if you're in New York, DM me. I will help you out. So let's get into, and that's tomorrow, by the way, Wednesday in Chelsea, This episode's launching on Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. Okay, Dare to Try It is where we are giving my little product recommendation real quick, and this week it's definitely the Dr. Dart Moisturizer. It is like a green, thick moisturizing cream, and if you struggle with rosacea, I highly recommend. It has like color correction in it from the green, but it's also just so soothing and smoothing. I'm obsessed with it. Every time I switch moisturizers, there's like three that I always know if I come back to them, my skin will clear up and smooth out, and this is one of them. But let's get into this week's episode. So we have Carolina of the Carolina Lifestyle on the podcast this week, and we did a swap. So you can go to her podcast, Inner Growth, to hear the second half of this episode where she we flipped the script and she's hosting me on her podcast. So if you want more from me, you can go to hers, Inner Growth. We are talking to Carolina this week. She is a certified holistic health coach and hormone specialist. We talk about perfectionism, cycle syncing, body love, recipes, how to actually incorporate cycle syncing into your daily routine. So we're not getting into, we already had the founder of the method, Alyssa Vitti, on this podcast. Go check out that episode for cycle syncing 101. We're not diving into that. This was more like, okay, how do you actually incorporate it into your daily routine and it was really helpful we talk about how she moved from brazil to new york city at age 13 i believe and she was really you know at a rock bottom at that point and we spoke about how she went from rock bottom to a spiritual awakening that changed her life it's a really incredible story really inspiring so i hope you enjoy this episode please leave me a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. It would really, really help me out, help us grow this podcast and get more amazing listeners. So wherever you're listening right now, just pop on over, scroll to the review section and type one in real quick. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Let's get into the episode. Carol, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> we have been meaning to do this for, I think, two years. Way too long. Like, no, two years? No, it was like last summer. I'm One year. Sorry. One year. We literally met, I think it was like May of last year. I know and it was that summer day. because I've never sweat so much in my life. Yes. We were that at a, like rooftop workout was so good. Yeah, we were at a rooftop workout. Jordana, the Daily Schwitz, introduced us. And I have to tell you, 
your energy, and I think this is why, oh my God, my phone's buzzing, so rude, airplane mode. I think this is why you are so successful. You have like a palpable energy. Thank you. Like you glow. Oh my gosh. That's like literally my favorite compliment in the world. I know. It is, right? Thank you. <laughs> you a must lot of meditate. Say that though. Yes. I meditate. I try to meditate every day. I don't know why I feel like anyone who has like the glow and like that energy that you can just feel when they walk into a room has to meditate. I, I do think that. Right? For sure. Do you, or at least have had some level of like awakening and like totally self development work. Wait, I actually heard you on another podcast saying you had a spiritual awakening. Yes. It's so funny because like before this, we're like, what do you want to talk about? We came up with like six topics <laughs> and then we sit down and I'm like, wait, but your spiritual awakening. That's literally what I talked about, I think, on Jordana's podcast. I don't think it was. I don't know which one I listened to. It was a podcast that like I didn't know them originally and I just typed your okay. name in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been I in a few was, different but ones. But yeah, I mean, f- my spiritual awakening was like the start of everything you're 23 yeah when was the spiritual awakening and what does that mean because (laughs) genuinely I'm curious because I I don't know if I've had one or not okay so how I define spirituality is your connection to yourself and something bigger like I have a very broad (laughs) and so for me my spiritual awakening kind of came when I decided to go deeper And when I started taking responsibility for how I was showing up in my life and got out of that like victim mindset of blaming everyone around me, blaming all the different people or situations in my life for why things weren't working out or why I was showing up and not my best. When I got out of that and I moved within and I actually started taking that responsibility and then that trickled down to a bunch of different changes in my life, like things that I started doing, that was kind of like my awakening. But the trigger point was reading a book, actually. What book? The Power of Now. Have okay, I have that it before. I have it in my apartment and I haven't picked it up Okay, yet. I have to read it. But I have had a spiritual awakening then. Yeah. I never know when people say that if it means they like did ayahuasca and it was oh like, the, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I guess for some people that is their awakening. Which, though. by the way, I've done shrooms and had the spiritual epiphany on shrooms. Like, uh-huh. just to, so I've definitely had one. It's actually interesting. Didn't know we were going to go here, but. When I did <laughs> go on shrooms, I had this feeling of, like, I didn't know what the thing greater than me was. Like, I didn't think it was God. I'm not a big religious girl. Like, I just didn't know what to believe in, if that makes sense. And uh-huh. I had this weird feeling of, like, Jen, like, I got your back. Like, so now I now I call it my high, my higher self. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, it's me. Exactly. It's just, like, the me without all of the circumstances and the drama. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's like your higher self, in my eyes, is just a version of you that knows that you are worthy and complete and whole and, like, everything is fine. And if you stop, like, overthinking about the, like, egoic things, like the physical world, like your job, your appearance, whatever, whatever everyone else thinks of you, you move beyond that, that's, like, your higher self. I love it because it makes me feel like that connection is, like, it's not relying on, like, I know people love to feel like it's something outside of them. But I kind of feel empowered that it's inside of me. That's why my podcast is called Inner Growth. That's so true. <laughs> Literally. It's like the inner work is when you go inside and you realize like it's already a part of you. You're already enough. You know, like that feeling, which is really hard to attain, especially when we dive into kind of like how society teaches us to be as women or all the expectations that are placed on us, all the contradictions between like what you're supposed to do or what's acceptable or what makes you beautiful or what makes you accepted, et cetera, like all of that. 
can be really hard to like break through to get to that point of like I'm completely worthy as I am. Okay, where does this all come from for you? Like, was there a point oh where you and I don't necessarily so even much. have like a rock bottom. It wasn't like this rock bottom moment, but like you're 23. You had a spiritual awakening. You have a podcast called Inner Growth. You're clearly so knowledgeable about the space. Where did it start? Like who is yeah. like who is Carol before the spiritual awakening? I guess is the question. Yeah. That's such a good question. It's a juicy Tell one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I think about Caro pre-spiritual awakening, my spiritual awakening literally hit me like when lockdown started. So 2023 20, years ago. Same. So I had basically just turned 21 because I'm going to turn 24 in a month. You turned 21 in lockdown? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I think it was so funny because I turned 21 and then like all of this stuff unlocked almost for me. But the version of me before this, I think I was just so out of tune with myself. And I guess if I really trace it all the way back, I moved people a lot of people don't know this about me, but I lived in Brazil growing up. What? So I was born in Sao Paulo like I lived in Brazil until I was like end of middle school. You're fucking cool. Thank you. That's I'm a, a I'm fair, an immigrant technically. That's a cool fun fact. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that about me cuz I don't have really much of a strong accent anymore. I've lived here for almost 11 years I think now. So when I moved, I had just turned 13, I think. So imagine, you just became a teen. You were in Brazil till 13? Mm-hmm. That's your whole growing up. Yeah, like that was like my whole childhood. And then my like adolescent years, like I literally turned a teen and then I moved. Why did your family move? My dad's job. Amazing. Yeah. Like they just, I think they just wanted to kind of go somewhere a little bit safer and just have a different experience and they just kind of wanted growth I think so was that hard for you oh extremely hard so that's why I say I think that's kind of when things started because I moved to Chicago so I used to live in the suburbs there and then I lived there two years so I went there for like eighth grade ninth grade then I moved to Florida and I lived there for three years and then I moved to college was there for three years then was abroad and then COVID hit and then I had to go home and then I graduated and moved to New York. So from 13 till basically 21, my life was chaos. Like I did not have a sense of like stability in my life. I was constantly moving on the go, like having to reacclimate to new friends, new environment, new schools. So I think that kind of made me like a chameleon. Like that just made me so adaptable and flexible. But that also really kind of diluted my sense of self. And also more broadly, like when you turn into a teen, your body changes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You get your period. Your body starts to change. Also, you're trying to figure out who you want to be. Where do you want to go to school? Do you want to go to college? Like, what do you want to what do you want to study? What do you want to focus on? And then you also start to explore yourself, like in the romantic world. Like, you want boys to like you or girls, I guess. Like, oh, for me, it was boys. But um, <laughs> like, you're just navigating so much. And amongst that 
amount of change having all the like environmental shifts for me like my local environment changing so much I think that caused me to get really disconnected and then kind of feel like my worth was dependent on all these other things like oh my worth is dictated by my grade so I was always that like straight a perfectionistic student like always wanting to be the best and I think that's also an older sister kind of trait but like wanting to receive validation for my achievements or for what I looked like or feeling like I had to change what I looked like for a guy to like me all of that so going into college at this point like 18 I was like in a deep 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 kind of moment of my eating disorder like it was really bad I was so restrictive I hated myself like I got to a point where I didn't recognize myself anymore like my first semester of college so also going into college I wasn't my best self I wasn't my highest self and so the stuff that I was going into the stuff I was attracting into my life like was aligned with that version of me so that's kind of like long story short what caro pre-awakening was like so just kind of like low sense of self-worth very much kind of needing this external validation feeling like I needed other people to like me and just disconnected from my own body and my mind as well and so it was just kind of like negative and then also within the college college environment for me it was like a lot of partying work hard play hard kind of vibe Okay, so it sounds like a huge thread with everything, though, was perfectionism. A hundred percent. And you've healed a lot of, you know, a lot of what you've gone through since your spiritual awakening. Do you find that the perfectionism is still something that bleeds into everything you do now? Actually, I think healing my perfectionism or working on it consciously has been really important. So how? I mean, I still notice perfectionistic tendencies in me. But becoming aware of like how it plays a role in my life and then realizing like I do not have to be perfect, to be worthy, to be loved, to be liked, to be good enough. Like, no, that has been a really big belief I've had to unlearn. So I feel like that for me was realizing like here I am like, oh, my God, holding on for dear life, like trying to be so perfect. But I'm also not looking at myself with compassion. And the biggest thing I notice as a thread also with clients that I've worked with before in a coaching space is perfectionism and the way I see perfectionism actually show up the most in people's life is in two ways the first is zero to 100 mindset it's like either I have a perfect routine a perfect life I work out every day I meditate every day I drink this much water I don't ever like have sweets or whatever it is that you think you're supposed to be doing and if you miss one day or if you miss a couple of days you're like yeah I'm worthless like why am I even trying And then you drop it and then you don't do it for a long time until it kind of gets to another extreme. And then you kind of go back to this same cycle. So finding balance is like almost like the magic key. Right. Instead of getting – Don't expect perfectionism. Striving for balance will allow you to not even expect perfection. And I think in social media now there's a lot of talk about balance. But to me, what balance really means is finding that self-compassion of, okay, for example, I was just traveling. I was in Europe. I was in Europe for 10 days with my boyfriend. Well, now my fiance, actually. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't congratulate you first thing. (laughs) Thank you. It's okay. (laughs) I'm not wearing my ring because we had to get a resize. It's fully, the ring would have been an immediate reminder. 
<laughs> but yeah, anyway, we were no, not anyway. Oh my god, you're engaged. I am engaged. Did you know it was gonna I happen? I to be. I did intuitively. I'm too intuitive. I like kind of knew. Gets in your way. <laughs> did you care that you knew? No, you knew it was gonna happen on that trip. Yes, but you didn't know like that day like or the exact know. how or like I didn't know that. But yes, I'm a bride to be now, which is exciting. That's so crazy. Yes, it's so fun. Wait, can you tell us um, what happened? I don't want to like yes. derail from your story. Should we do a little side note? Yeah, so, I think so. <laughs> the way, okay. So how it happened. So going into the trip, I already kind of knew. I had told two friends. I was like, I feel like it's going to happen in this trip. And then we went to Portugal and then we were there for, I want to say a week. And then we went to Madrid for three days. And by the time we got to Madrid, I was like, huh, like, I wonder if he's going to do it. Maybe I was, like, wrong. Mm-hmm. And then in Madrid, Pedro, who's my fiancé, he was basically like, let's save the park, like, Parque del Retiro, which is, like, the big park in Madrid. He was like, let's save the park for Sunday. It's going to be a nice day. Let's have, a, like, a romantic picnic. I was like, this man is, like, making a big deal out of this picnic. Yeah. But then he takes it a step further and he's like, no, no, no. We have to find a picnic basket. Like, you know those actual baskets yes. that you, like, open and there's, like, a little plate and a little yes. cup and a little, like, a storage container for all the food and the baguette, la, la. Baguette. So, <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. And he was like, no, no, no. It has to be perfect. So, obviously, him making a big deal out of it kind of gave it away a of little course. bit. <laughs> so, it's like, okay, okay. He's probably gonna propose on this day and then i think i kind of i said something to him i was like are you gonna propose or something and i think he was like no no (laughs) and then it was just like such a pretty day and it was really intimate we were kind of on this part of the park where it wasn't super crowded so it was this kind of grassy area it was just us we were just chilling there with our blanket so good like jams cheese jamon like all the, like the fruits oh my God. and and then i was like take a picture of me i go on the grass i'm running i'm like having an inner child moment uh-huh. and then he's like oh since i'm kneeling and then he grabs the ring Aww. it was really cute and it was like really private and wholesome i love i love so we that. love it wait that's adorable and now it'll always be a special place for you guys to go back to are yes. you crying no not but crying. it looked like you were about to like <laughs> I'm tearing up. No, no, no. Um, but it was so funny too because on our way back, we he didn't bring a check bag, so he checked his um carry-on, and then his carry-on was the basket. So we're going through the airport that's and hilarious. everyone's like, Oh my god, nice basket. Wait, that's hilarious. Wait. So now the basket is like the symbol. It's like Wait, so did you meet Pedro in New York? No, we're actually family friends. So I've From known Brazil. him my whole yeah. Our moms are like best friends. Our parents went to college together. So when did he come here? So we started dating during lockdown in 2020. Long distance. No, because we were both in Florida at the time. Got it. Yeah. He was living there. I was living there. And then when I moved to New York post grad, a few months later, he got accepted to Columbia Columbia Aww. for grad school. So he really moved. worked out. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because when I I didn't know that you were in Brazil till you were 13. And I just know you as this like New Yorker who's blown up on social media at 23 and like is also a health coach and into cycles. Like that's kind of why I was asking you if perfectionism bleeds into everything else because so much of what you do, it looks perfect. Does it actually? Yeah. I guess like I don't see it that way. And that's a part of being a perfectionist. Is- right. I just made an Instagram post on the day that we were recording earlier today. And I was talking about how something I've really learned very recently, like in the last two weeks, especially, it's been almost this like heart opening 
where it's like accepting or not even accepting it's like telling yourself i am worthy of good things it's, it's like so hard to allowing yourself that, to though. soak it up and so i saw a tiktok the moment that i landed from europe and this girl was basically saying like when things get really good in your life you need to really tell yourself like i deserve this yeah. I am worthy of it. And for me, it's just looked like waking up every day. And the first thing I say to myself when I wake up is, I deserve good things. I'm worthy. In your head? In my head. Like, I'm so curious about the specific. Because, like, I just think that. I'm so curious moment. about affirmations because there's so many wellness practices that I have and do, like, pick up and actually practice. Mm-hmm. Affirmations, I find, I totally understand the power of them. I understand how they can help you to unblock limiting beliefs. But I don't understand how you incorporate them into your daily life without, like, feeling silly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I recently, because I've had so many different phases of my life when I did affirmations. I've had phases where, like, when I first started doing it, I would say it when I was, like, naked after the shower. Love. Like, looking at myself in the mirror. Or I would have it in sticky notes on my mirror. But now, I feel like the times I say it the most is now, like, when I wake up, this affirmation that I just said, which has helped so much with moving past this, like, element of perfectionism of not feeling like it's all good yet like noticing oh this is not going well even though all these other things are that's that affirmation specifically has helped me get past that a little bit especially when you're and I can relate to this have so your hands in so many different things it's kind of impossible for everything to be a hundred percent and reach every single goal in every area and like right now (laughs) so it's like the sense of like it has to be right now it's like, no. Do you have trouble time. like accepting small wins or celebrating small wins? Yes. Same. Like taking the time to celebrate them. I'm just like always on to the next mm-hmm. as a pattern. And so I'm really trying to slow down and actually soak up that good. Okay, wait. You have like 200 something thousand followers on TikTok. You have all of these Instagram followers. You have a podcast. You have Inner Growth, which is also like a company, right? Isn't it not just I, like, you have like I'm going to grow it into a bigger brand. I really want to. It feels like a brand. It doesn't feel like just like a podcast. Mm-hmm. You're also, I believe you do health coaching one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't have any How did we get yes. here? You had your spiritual awakening only less than three years ago during lockdown or three years ago, whatever it was. I'm genuinely so curious about like the journey. The evolution. Of, yeah. Yeah. Should we dive into it? Kind Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. But before we do, I just wanted to say another time that I say affirmations, yes. which I don't want to forget, is when I'm working out. It's like if you're doing a hard workout and like, for example, I'm training for half marathon, when I'm doing that run that like feels a little longer or when I'm in the middle of a workout that feels harder or even if you're in a workout class and you're comparing yourself to everyone else in the class is saying affirmations in that moment in your head of like I'm strong or my body is helping me or my body is amazing I'm like proud I deserve to be here I belong here all these things that's very smart because I always talk to myself in the gym not not negatively just like it's I something that always helps me stay in a plank longer or whatever it is is like if I can get through this, I can get through anything outside of a workout. Yeah. Do you know what or I mean? even like I can do hard things. Yes. I've said that to myself. So that is an affirmation. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So cool. that I just wanted to mention that because yes. I forgot. But yeah. So where do we start? So when I was in lockdown, it was in my – in between my sophomore – or sorry, junior and senior year of college. And in May of 2020, I started doing the 75 hard challenge mainly because I was like – I'm bored. Like, I have the time. Let's do it. Everyone was doing it on TikTok. 
So I started it. And in that moment was when I started the Carolina Lifestyle. So I created my TikTok and I started sharing my journey doing the 75 Heart Challenge. I also at that time had had the awakening. So the awakening kind of started March, April. So right before I had read The Power of Now. I started therapy. I was kind of doing a lot of inner work. I was reading a lot of personal growth books and I also was having a lot of alone time and really diving deeper into myself and healing through some of the negative beliefs I had around food and exercise, my body, my worth, etc. So all of that was happening while I was doing this challenge as well. And I kind of started sharing content about the challenge, but also other things like how to start your day in a high vibration or recipes that I was creating because I also... I love to cook and I post a lot of recipes. I didn't really know how to cook that much before lockdown either. So that was something I was learning and realizing like cooking can be really easy. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Eating healthy can be really yummy, etc. But I honestly was struggling a little bit with orthorexia at that time, which is like the extreme pursuit of health. I think so many people have struggled with it and may not even know that there's a name for it. Mm-hmm. And that was really in the beginning of lockdown because I also, for the 75 hard, was doing food combining. I was, like, not really eating dairy or gluten. I cut out meat. Like, it was not the best. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how I started. But then things evolved. I actually had an internship at, like, a corporate company in the summer between my junior and senior year. So I got a return offer. And I remember I was like, okay, I guess I'll go do this. I'll move to New York. Like, Whatever, but I also had some doubts because at that point I started doing my content and I also started my holistic health coaching program, which my therapist suggested to me actually Aww. because she also had done the same program. And I was like, wait, what if I was a health coach? What if I pursue content creation more? But I probably had never done, I don't think I had ever done a brand deal. Like my content was very, it was very early on still, but there was a hunch in me that that could be what I did. So that's why I was a little bit hesitant with pursuing that job at first. But I ended up signing the contract and went into my senior year, started dating my boyfriend or my fiance at that time and decided to not go back to the campus because everything was virtual still. So I was doing my classes. I studied at Wharton at UPenn. So that's what I was doing. Smarty pants. And um, thank you. <laughs> and so I was kind of doing my online classes, da, 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 and then went, graduated, moved to New York. And at this point, my content was evolving. I launched my podcast March of 2021, so two years ago now. And I also started doing Instagram, like, end of 2020, like, July, August. So things were kind of moving. I was posting, kind of moving through it. And then I feel like 2021 was a really hard year for me because, again, I was graduating. My parents moved homes at the time, and then I also moved to New York. And then I was long distance for a little bit. I also really fell off of a routine in that kind of period. I think it was a lot about, for all of us, acclimating to like the post-lockdown world. And how do you integrate social life when everyone's still wearing masks in the subway? And like there was so much transitionally that was happening that year for me. So it was kind of hard on my mental health. And it pushed me deeper into my spiritual awakening. And I had like a sober period in that year also, which kind of pushed me even further to grow. And then in 2022, I feel like things just like almost sped up a little bit. So I ended up leaving my marketing job to go work at a startup. 
in the content creation space. And I worked there full-time for a bit and then part-time, like freelancing for them, doing kind of their social media, their Instagram at the same time as growing everything else and experiencing more of this freedom that I've craved for so long of making my own schedule, working whenever I want. So that's kind of what I started experimenting with and showing to myself, like I can do this with freedom. I can live this life that I want and it's possible for me. That was 2022. That's kind of what it showed me. And then in November of last year, I rebranded my podcast, which used to be called Luna, the podcast. And then I changed it to Inner Growth because I wanted to make it into something bigger right. and make it into like a movement almost right. and like a brand. It's actually trademarked now, which is really exciting. Very cool. Like the moment that I came up with the name, I was like, I need to trademark this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So yeah, basically that's kind of how it evolved. So since November of 2022, I've been full-time That's so with cool. my like content. And then now I'm doing YouTube. And the podcast. Okay, so you didn't start that long ago. So what are your top tips for anyone listening that's like, I want to start now too? Like what? Or I've already started and I feel like slow growth. Like what would you attribute your social media growth to? Because you grew rapidly. I did grow pretty fast, especially on TikTok. I think for me, just in my case specifically, wellness content wasn't a thing in 2020, like on TikTok. It Very really true. Wasn't. Because I wasn't really into TikTok. I didn't even have the app. It was, like, a handful of creators and... It was, like, funny videos. It was funny videos, but, like, within wellness, it was very small, like, a very small niche. And it grew really fast because of the that girl trend later on, which... Totally. I always say, don't try to be that girl, be this girl. Um, But anyway, that's a whole other thing we don't have to dive into (laughs) now. Um, But because of that trend, wellness picked up a little bit more. And I think it's, true. it's evolved in many different directions yeah. on social media. But if someone Timing. was starting right now, I would say consistency is the biggest thing. Like you have to get reps in, you have to post, and you have to be okay with maybe it's not going to perform the best in the beginning. Maybe it's not going to be visually the best. But that's okay because the more that you do it, the better you're going to get at it. The more you're going to refine how you want to edit, how you're going to show your personality, what kind of content you enjoy doing. That kind of takes time. I'm also jealous because like it's not as crazy to get on social media anymore. Like when I started my YouTube channel right out of college, it was kind of crazy. Like no yeah. one like it was weird. I was like, oh my God, everyone in high school is gonna talk about it. Like it was a mm-hmm. unique thing to do. Now it's like if you start a brand or a business, you need to be on social media. If you like mm-hmm. everything social media, especially since TikTok, I feel like everyone is creating on TikTok. So it's not yeah. it's not as big of a fear factor anymore. Although it still takes confidence to post, it's kind of like the barriers are a little easier to push through because I feel like everyone and their mother creates content. Yeah, but I also think a lot of people, their block is totally oh, what if people from high school see this video? I guess in my case, I didn't really care about that. I don't know why, but maybe I did. I didn't want people to know as much, so I wasn't like telling everyone. But I think the moving around just kind of helped me. You'll never have to see them. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Well, a huge part of your content is cycle syncing, and we've had. And if you haven't listened to the episode yet, um, we've had Alyssa Vitti on the podcast who obviously founded the method. So Mm -hmm. we've you know had a deep dive episode into the ins and outs of it. Totally. But I'm now more curious as I'm trying to, because at that point I didn't get off birth control pill yet. Like I I was at a different place. Mm -hmm. Now I'm off birth control for like a year or something. I'm like, my cycle's good. Like everything's on track and I'm really trying to implement cycle syncing in so many different ways. So I'm curious 
you are a hormone specialist. You practice cycle syncing. You teach about it. How are you implementing it into your daily life? Or is it just the workouts? Is it the food? Like what is your Yeah, routine? I think that's a really good question because especially if anyone listening has struggled with their body or with restriction or with really strict rules or with any extreme, cycle syncing can feel very restrictive as it's described sometimes of like, Every week you have to change your routine, you have to eat these certain foods, you have to do these certain workouts, and if you don't do that, you're doing it wrong, in quotation marks. That's not really how I like to approach it, because I'm very aware of like my own past and relationship with my own body, so I do it in a very non-restrictive way, and I kind of use it more as a guideline. So the first thing that I kind of take away from it is energetically just being aware of how I feel. So knowing okay, in my luteal phase, like the days leading up to my period, I'm going to be more sensitive. I'm going to take things a little bit more personally. So if my boyfriend or fiance says, <laughs> I, keep, I still have to adjust it's saying fiance. Fun. It's fun when to correct he, yourself. <laughs> if he says something to me that triggers me, take a step back. Sorry, this is really <sighs> hilarious because I'm in my luteal phase. And the way... I got in a fight with Ethan the other day, two days ago. It's like the smallest thing. It was over paint. And we don't, I'm not like a fighter. I'm not like, I'm very peaceful, I uh-huh. like to think. And I was talking to my therapist the next morning and I'm like, I don't, it's like, I'm not even like, it's not like my period's coming or anything. And then I was like, wait. And I checked my app I like, and mm, I was like, never, never mind. mind. Ovulation has passed. So it's funny. You're literally yes. describing me right now. Go on. And so, for example, like I'm ovulating right now. So I'm, Feeling it. I'm like, this feeling is a good day confident. for you to podcast. Yes, it's the perfect day for me to podcast, actually. But yeah, I feel like that has been game changing. It's just knowing where I'm at. Just having that awareness, first of all, is really important because how are you going to cycle sync if you don't know which phase you're in? Learning how to properly track your cycle and know which phase you're in, like, that's the most basic part of cycle syncing. It's right. not, well, food should I be eating on day 10? It's like, no. Yeah. I, think I don't that's really the most important. I don't follow the foods really. Mm-hmm. What I do have is the Bio Wellness uh seed cycling packs. Do you mm-hmm. know what that is? No. It's seed cycling. They basically just package it for you. So like it's Bio Wellness. They have two bags. One is phase 1, the other is phase 2 of your like the second half of your cycle. And it just combines the seeds for you. So like That's I so nice. put it into my yogurt, whatever. That's the only thing I, I actually do haven't even wise. done really seed cycling. So my so parsley health coach told me to do it. And I was mm-hmm. like, she was like, there's no evidence to support it. But I was like, so I got the seeds and they taste so good. And it's, have you noticed a difference? I have no idea. But well, <laughs> have you no. noticed a difference in like your cycling? So yes, I just don't feelings? know if it's because of my, you know what I mean? Like there's so, I, mean, I do maca every day. Like I do so many things that it's hard to really pinpoint what it is. But the seed mix tastes so good. Okay, I'll and have I, to try that. That I'm just like, I'm just going to keep Might getting well. this and doing it because it actually, I love, like, it's such an easy scoop to put into like, my why yogurt. not? So I do that. As far as food, that's the only thing I do cycle-wise. I'm mainly paying attention to, like, the workouts because… Yes. So that's what I was going to say is yeah. when it comes to the working out, it's being really aware of the intensity of the workout, not necessarily the type of workout. Okay. So what I always say is, like, I like to weightlift, for example. So if I want to weightlift… I'm probably not going to do it in my, like, menstrual phase, like, yeah. when I'm bleeding. Maybe, like, the very last day, 
I'll like get back into it and do it with very light weights. Like I'm not out here lifting like 20 pound weights on each hand in the beginning of my cycle or even at the end of it. I'm aiming to have those like heavier weight days at the peak of my follicular phase, my ovulatory phase. And then let's say I would lower the intensity with like lighter weights in the rest of the cycle. If you like yoga, you can do hot yoga, yoga sculpt, like during your peak days and then do like lighter flows or yin yoga in the other parts of your cycle. So it's more about adjusting the intensity the way I see it. Okay, that's important because the way it's usually framed is do Pilates and yoga this time, do HIIT workouts this time. And it's like, wait. It's like, what if you don't like Pilates? I was just going to say. Or what, what if you don't, you don't like, like Exactly. What if you just like strength training and you want to go to the gym and be a gym girly? How do you adjust according to your cycle in that one? So that was the easiest, most simple way that I could understand it. Like that was very helpful because – I love doing like Pilates half the week and strength half the week. And I don't really want to not do that. So, oh, that's such a better way to look at it. It's like add the ankle weights on your, for your Pilates during, you know, ovulation, but then maybe just do like body weight, slower Pilates. I love yeah, that. It's Intensity. Just small tweaks. Again, balanced approach, not extreme approach. It's like the way that it's presented to us is like, run on your ovulation exactly. do this is and again it feels like a rule and if you f- if you don't do it then you're doing it wrong it's which is why access. a lot of people don't do it who has access to all of these tips for- unless you have like the mirror or like who has access to like pilates this week and then- do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it just the way it's framed is a little unrealistic mm-hmm. and it's still you know if that works for you great but i think i needed to hear it in terms of like okay how do you adjust it to the workouts that you like so you can keep doing those workouts but adjust them accordingly. Exactly. But it's interesting because I've been trying to do that. I'm a little loose with it. But like today, I'm in my luteal phase. I was craving like a hit workout. I had been so lazy all week and I was just craving like the endorphins and all the things. And I was like, this is weird because I'm in my luteal phase. And then I was like, okay, stop. How do you feel now after you did the workout? It's interesting. You feel really, really tired? I'm starting to get, like, a headache. I literally saw a post about this a little while ago, but it was kind of like a lot of the times in our luteal phase, we feel so tired, so we say, let's go to berries. Like, let's go do a really, really intense workout, but then afterwards, you get a headache, you feel more so tired, you need a coffee or whatever. So maybe if if you had done something that still would have gotten you to move your body, maybe you went for, like, a really long, like, inclined walk, or you did, like, Pilates or something, or sculpt yoga whatever it is but something that's still gonna get you to sweat and get the endorphins but maybe it's not gonna be like crazy like a f45 maybe you wouldn't have a headache that's what i'm because i was like but i'm also trying to move intuitively and this is what i feel i need right now yeah but the fact that you just made me take a second and think about how i'm feeling i feel energized because i'm doing something i'm passionate about today So I feel energized through this. But when I really stopped to think about how I feel, I was wondering where my headache was coming from. And it's because I'm getting my period. Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah. It's just like a lot about awareness. It's like the baseline. Grabbing my water. We need to hydrate Hydrate a little bit. (laughs) Um, And then two other things that I really emphasize when I talk about the cycle is stress and also food. But food in the sense of the most important thing, the best thing you can do for your body hormonally is balancing your meals again balance is a thread here but 
to balance your meals, that literally just means make sure you have fiber, make sure you have protein, make sure you have healthy fats. Ugh, it's so That's hard. That's it. It's you mean every meal. Hard. It's not hard. I'll give an example. If you're having lunch, this can look like a base of like arugula and maybe some broccoli or cauliflower fiber. Or maybe some like fibrous carbs, so like sweet potato or something like that, quinoa. Then you throw in some chicken, some grilled chicken or salmon or tilapia. Or eggs are not like the highest in protein. So usually when I have eggs, I'll have it with another protein thing. Interesting. But also even eggs, I mean. Yeah. Eggs can be great or like you throw in some edamame, whatever it is that you use for protein. Just being mindful of the amount of protein. And then healthy fats. Throw in a third of an avocado, avocado, a drizzle of olive oil, some pumpkin seeds. Yeah, I guess when you think about it, it's like a lot of us are already doing that. Or just like you're going to have pasta. It. Have pasta. Throw in a little bit of spinach into it. Maybe have lentil pasta or something. And then throw in like turkey, like okay, brown turkey or chicken. How are you making sure as someone who does lift and do strength training that you're getting enough protein without overthinking and counting? I just focus on being protein forward. So okay. I always think about protein first. That's like the focus of okay. all of my meals. So for example, with breakfast, I'll do, if I'm doing like a yogurt bowl, I'll put like an extra scoop of protein powder into it, which it's so good. Like if you add chocolate protein to Greek yogurt, it makes it taste like a mousse. It's so good. See, I add almond butter or peanut butter and I mix it in. But that's more healthy fats than it is protein. It has a little bit of protein, but I this I realized helpful. that like that's gonna add more the healthy fats than it would anything else. Which protein powder? Because so many of them have like heavy metals and shit in them. I'm very picky with my protein powder. Tell us. Be Well by Kelly has a four ingredient protein powder. It's the best protein powder I've ever ever used. I'm never gonna use a different one. Writing that one down. Be Well by Be Kelly. Be Well by Kelly, the chocolate protein. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's literally four ingredients. You can look it up. Um, but that's the only one that I use basically. And I think she has a vanilla one. Also, okay. I'm getting that. And she, as a content creator as well, she taught, I think she has a book too, talks a lot about exactly this, like the balancing of your plate with the four macronutrients. Okay. Fiber. Oh, I've heard of her books, right? Like people love her books. People love her books. Okay. I've never read her books. So. I know. I know who she is now. Um, yeah. Okay. Ending segment. Let's do it. Because I feel like we could keep going on <laughs> and we're going on her podcast. I forgot to mention this is a pod swap. So go, go listen to, to Inner Growth. <laughs> go listen to Inner Growth. And we're going to be on there next. Um, okay. Rapid fire. Top self-care tip. Top self-care tip is hydrate. And make sure you get enough sleep and be kind to yourself. Love it. And do you have any, like, product that you hydrate with, like, add to your water or just, like, Oh, I'm just saying water? drink enough water. Great. Okay. Remember to water yourself. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite book or podcast? I have so many favorite books, but one of my favorites, I have to say, Power of Now, also Untamed is amazing. Love. And one last recommendation, Journey of Souls. Ooh. So good. Okay, I'll have to read that. Are you and what um is your favorite podcast? Other Staying than confidential. Staying confidential. <laughs> I also love Jay Shetty's podcast. Okay, those are my two favorites too. Really? Yeah. Um, okay, lastly, wellness product that you can't live without right now. Hmm. I'll have to say that protein powder. Like, honestly, I have been using it for a little while now. I'm almost done with my first one, like the first pack that I got. And it's so good. And I'm trying to think of another one that I've been doing every day. 
honestly, a little wellness product that, like, I had to cave in is the Stanley, like, big water bottle. It's I'm, worth I don't the get hype. It. It's worth the hype. I don't get it. Have well, you, I don't get it. Have you bought it before? It's just a water bottle. It's just a water bottle, but one, it looks really aesthetic. Two, yeah. for some reason, the straw, like, sometimes some straws are, like, too thin or, like, they don't... I don't know, not enough water comes out of the water bottle, but this particular straw is just something about it. Like a lot of water so comes confused. through it, so you end up drinking so much water. The way everyone is promoting this water bottle as if it's, it's like not, revolutionary. I have to and say like, it's worth the hype. Adds electrolytes or something. Like oh. I don't get it. <laughs> it's worth the hype though. Okay. For sure. And also the aura ring. I love my aura ring. I really want one. I it's really worth it. want one. I think it's worth the investment for sure. I feel like I should have one. I feel like it's yeah, on brand. I'm surprised you don't, <laughs> I honestly. Know. I just haven't made the investment. And I'm surprised you don't have the standing water bottle. And the standing desk that we're talking about and a walking pad. That's That I need first before anything else. Yeah. I got the standing desk, but I still have to buy my walking pad. I really need it. I think I need that before a Stanley water bottle. Okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> okay, Start shout there. yourself out. Where can everyone follow you? Thank you so much for having me. Of this course. has been amazing. And if you guys want to connect with me, you can follow me at The Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. And then you can listen to my podcast at Inner Growth and also follow us at innergrowth.co on Instagram to be in the loop of podcast episodes and future things that we're going to do for the brand also. Amazing. Thank you so much. We're going to go record on her podcast now. So go ahead over there and listen. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram.